Ladies and gentlemen, welcome down the rabbit hole. My name is Monty Hook and I will be your host. In this show, I interview some of the world's most interesting entrepreneurs, change makers and thought leaders, where we go deep into their mindsets and uncover some incredible stories and amazingly profound philosophies and strategies on entrepreneurship, human performance, health, spirituality, purpose, social impact, and everything in between. If you want to take your life and your business to new levels, then this is the show for you. In this episode, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing musician White Wolf. Oh boy, did we go down some rabbit holes on this one. In this episode, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing musician White Wolf. Wow, we really did go down some rabbit holes on this one. White Wolf shared his story of how, at 22 years old, he was offered a contract with one of the world's biggest production companies and turned it down because he was shown how mainstream music is actually used to manipulate people. He then spent the next five years living with and learning music from elder tribes people in Brazil and Mexico where he learned intimately about using different frequencies to raise the consciousness of humanity. This is really interesting stuff. This is an incredible episode as White Wolf shared some amazing ancient wisdom that we should all be applying to our lives to live a more fulfilled and heart-centered existence. Do not miss this one. By the way, head over to www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. If you are in business and you feel called to scale your business in such a way that it not only becomes an organization that runs without you, but it becomes an asset that grows without you, then go to the website now. Get access to the free diagnostic tool. It takes about 30 minutes. If you do this, you'll understand why and how Richard Branson has so many companies and he spends his day kite surfing and playing tennis. That's www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back down the rabbit hole. I'm your host, Monty Hook, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, brother of mine, Ryan, aka White Wolf, as he's like to uh, be called in his musician world. Thank you for coming uh, into the studio, man. I really appreciate it. This is a real honor honor for me. Um, I've got a lot of respect for you um, and the work that you do. I've attended mm-hmm. one of your concerts mm-hmm. uh, with your music and it comes from a very, very deep place. And mm-hmm. I wanted to bring you into the studio and, and have a conversation because uh, you're somebody who's bringing some ancient wisdom and some very important teachings mm-hmm. from, uh, from the way humans used to live mm-hmm. to modern day world and connecting people back to what is important mm. through your message through the work that you do especially through your music mm. and uh, we had a conversation a few weeks ago we we're talking about frequencies and all this kind of thing and I wanted to mm-hmm. touch on some of these things but before we get into that like what do you what are you known for what do you what do you like to be known for what do I like to be known for well I guess that's a that's a funny question. Well, firstly, thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's really amazing getting to know you. What I like to be known for, it's like, you know, I just, 
I like to be known for a man that just loves Mother Earth in you know, and then I express that love through music, and then that love seems to be um, a lot. Uh, people feel a lot of healing from that love. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's it's like it's really obvious to me, even just being in your pre- presence, but especially with your music. Like, I mean, that the music just kind of resonates through, mm-hmm. right? And I, I assume that some of that comes from uh, the teachings from some of the elders and mm-hmm. the stuff that you've done. We can come back to that. But it seems like the the depth of where that music comes from is is more than just you know writing a song on a piece of paper and it comes from a very very kind of deep place. How do you is that something that you're aware of or is this just kind of inherent mm. intuitive for you? Well, that was a, one of the main things that sort of um, inspired me to start visiting different indigenous tribes, and uh, I started connecting very deeply to music, you know, deeper than a meditative way using it as like a more than a tool of expression but it was healing for myself and then other people started finding you know and when i say healing i i I don't really know what sort of audience we're talking to so you know i'm sure all of us can relate to feeling some form of emotion for music you Mm. know for our favorite forms of music and then when i started visiting different indigenous tribes because our pop cultural music is like you know how many years old maybe just over like a hundred you know you know so it's like but we come from ancestors and lineages of thousands of years like what happened past that 150 years what have you know so it's like i wanted to visit different indigenous tribes that have been using music and for thousands of years and i wanted to ask what what are you using music for you know yeah and um you know a lot of us a lot of people are using music as a form of storytelling. And then I had some deep experiences within LA, which sort of illuminated some more of the darker mm. sides of the music industry and the subconscious manipulation. So just give us a, a bit, bit of that story. So mm-hmm. your background is as a musician, like you were playing music, what, when you were, when you were young so and that led you yeah. into, into uh, getting a record deal and mm-hmm. yeah, take us down that journey and well, I guess it gave me different opportunities and um, so I went from like literally like hitchhiking and uh, busking, street performing around the planet, you know, and like street performing nine hours a day and then somehow I went from that, sleeping on couches, like, you know, sleeping in forests with tents, you know, full wild for a couple of years and then I went from that to like living in Bel Air and then showcasing for a lot of the, um, you know, top in the music industry and then I got given some opportunities, they believed my music was going to go, you know, very funny they they saw the opportunity for that yeah and then i found myself in some music studios where they had like half a billion hits on this song and that and they're like hey we really want to collaborate with you and this is when i was like about 21 22 and then they were like we really want to collaborate with you but if you want to do that yeah we you have to do it our way And and they even said like right in front of me they're like we know all the algorithms rhythms melodies frequencies on how to control people's minds mm. and we've been doing that for many years we don't even like the music we create but it's been making money and yeah. and they're looking at me like that and then right at that same same time i got this opportunity to go to mexico and start working with different indigenous elders so it was like this crossroad point mm. for me and i got many different opportunities after that and but that was like the crossroad to realize that my innocence was ignorance yeah like i was innocent like i just want to share my music out to the planet you know like you know from from a very innocent point of view and i think a lot of musicians are but then when 
illuminated with like such a mirror of like okay this is what's happening in a very conscious way yeah so did, did you have already have any insights to that in terms of you know that dark side of what's happening in the world and you know manipulation and control did you already have any insights to that or was that the first kind of thing that you saw i mean it's always like in the back of the mind you know there's many things going around the internet you know and then a lot of people saying oh that's a conspiracy theory that's in the, you know it was in the back mind but then when you have a physical experience to like you're up in the industry and then they're actually literally saying that like we want to work with you but this is what we do yeah it's a lot more illuminating where it's like okay this ain't yeah. this ain't no conspiracy but it made theory. it made real sense to you like because because of your understanding of music and the power of music and the power of frequencies and you already kind of knew all that so it, it made immediate sense to you you didn't think Oh, okay, yeah, well, maybe they're just saying that. It's like, no, that really dropped in. That definitely really dropped in. And this was at the start of me sort of understanding to a deeper sense of what music yeah. was. That That's what deepened my connection when I was like, okay, I'm not aware of something here. Mm. And so then I started like really going deep with different indigenous cultures and I'm like... So, so that was a real moment for you in terms of also, you, you know, you can share, but was that some kind of awakening for you in going... No, my my path is definitely in that direction. Like, there's something really deep for me to explore mm-hmm. in that direction. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. No, yeah. no, like literally. Oh, it's a <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story. I'll, I'll just I'll just try and share it as fun as 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 good as I can, you know. So I got given that opportunity, and then I had this opportunity um, given to me to go to Mexico and buy this indigenous elder of Mexico, this grandmother. A few days later, so I'm like, okay. Let's do it. So then I, I, you know, I had $50 in my pocket at that time. I was like, you know, making it like, you know, and I was like, no, nah, this isn't for me. Like, it's more like not, uh, of course, it's not, this isn't for me, but I'm not ready. I'm not aware of something like I want to be intelligent. I want to be aware of these different things. And there's a form of consciousness and a reflection. And it's not like, ah, oh, they're just saying that. It's like, I don't take those things lightly. It's like, why would you even say that? Like, why would someone even say that? You don't just, like, joke about that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? It's it's more of, like, reflecting to myself, okay, there's something I'm not aware of here. And then, so anyway, I end up being in Mexico a few days later. Here I am playing music. I can't even speak a word of Spanish for all these elders in the total, like, all of these elders, and they're teaching us all these ancient practices. I'm there for two days, and then the third day, there's some, they call it the ceremony of a thousand drums. And then they're, they're all there, and it's like, you could just imagine, like, hundreds uh mexica people they call it you know people know them as aztec but they're actually called the mexica people they got these big headdresses and they're all dancing and then you know and they got so many samadoras which are like the women dressed in white and they've got like the the chalices with copas you, you could just imagine like hundreds of like headdresses and big drums and they're all dancing and there's this big stage and there's like people like singing up on that stage and then the sun's just about to set it's like the peak time right and there was just this one man that could speak like half English, right? And my grandmother comes up to me and it's like about the, you know, the sun's about to set. And then, um, and then the half English guy is like, they want you to go up and sing. And I'm like, like, I'm looking at like hundreds of like indigenous warriors that I, you know, I can't even speak. And this Spanish. is the first time you've experienced something like this. This is the first time of me in Mexico. Yeah, this is the fear, yeah, you know, like this is my first time in Mexico. Day three, here I am. They're asking me to sing like in the ceremony of a thousand drums. There's drums everywhere. There's just like massive drums, you know, like big copilis, like big headdresses. And then they're like, you know, allowed to use a guitar. Here's a buffalo skin like medicine drum. And here I am just going up on the stage. And I'm like, okay, the sun's just about, it's like... 
and I walked up and you could just imagine like hundreds of men in like headdresses and like, you know, like, and they were all just like blank face, like, like, and you're just like standing there in front of a microphone, like just on the stage, like looking in front of like hundreds of these like warriors and you're like, and then something like came over me at that time. There was this like ancestral energy that just like pulsated through my body. And then I just started like chanting and wailing. And then they're all like, yeah. And they all just start like dancing and singing like this. And they're all like, you know, and then I stop. And then they're all chanting like one more song, one more song. So I sing another one. And then the grandmother of the dance, the grandmother that create, like made the whole dance happen, she comes over with like this bouquet of white roses and like started like throwing these roses onto the stage. So here I am just like improvising this, like are these chants through inspiration that came from different indigenous ancestors. And then, you know, they're all dancing and then the copal smoke is going everywhere. And then, yeah, and then the grandmother of that dances. And that's like my third day in Mexico for the first time. Wow. So from that sort of like propelled into... yeah. That was just my third day, you know. Yeah. And so that seems like a, deeper. like a real slap in the face of, wow, there's something deep, deep for me to explore here. Well, you can imagine, I'm in that LA songwriting studio with that. Five days later, yeah. I'm on stage in front of it's like, it's like, Polar opposites. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, wow. So, so where, where did that lead you? So you've uh, also yeah spent time in the jungles of brazil and mm-hmm. yeah tell us tell us about that because one of the things I'm, I'm i'm very curious about is you know the people that are listening a majority you know many are, uh, are entrepreneurs right and we live in this world and my my experience of life has been really caught in uh caught up in the hustle and caught up in the grind and and getting distracted by the shiny objects and you know what what most of us deem as success and money and all of this and you kind of had this chance to pursue mm. a rock star kind of thing and it's like you got this massive insight and all of a sudden you're going like no nah, i'm going in that direction mm-hmm. and i'm just going to go hang out in the jungles or whatever and what i'm really curious about is obviously the things that you learned in the jungle and what you were showing because you're obviously called there mm-hmm. but how I mean, how is it that you came to be able to listen to that calling because I, I think on some level we're, we're, we're being, there's messages coming at us. We're being called, yep. right? But we're so distracted by success and money and all these things. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious about is how does, how does someone who could just so easily be a rock star so mm-hmm. uh, eloquently wander off into the jungle? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I guess it comes to a deep sense of asking yourself, Honestly, like, honestly, it's that question of how much do I love myself? Mm. Because like, if you if you really love yourself, you're not going to go chasing distractions and all of these things. But people like are being so manipulated to even know what self-love is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that. Like my, my number one thing was that when I was purifying with these different elders and healing and, you know, there, there's so many like... It, to be honest, a lot of things, I'm going to say like 90% of things in society that has been taught is completely like backwards. Mm. So then when you start spending time with these indigenous cultures, it's very humbling. Yeah. Because you start realizing you're like, okay, all of these books, history, it's his story and all of these things that I even learned about the tribes from books. And then you go in there and then you start having physical experiences. You know, you don't really need to go scientific explanation because you're witnessing um, very miraculous things mm. that go beyond the veils. And then it starts illuminating um, that deeper sense of 
okay, there's a healing to be done. You've been programmed in a certain way. Now you're going to have to unprogram this. And to go through this, you're going to have to ask yourself the question, how much do I love myself? Because mm. if you really love yourself, you're going to take that journey. Yeah. Or like, because if you're just distracting yourself, then like, you know, if you, if, if, if I ask myself, how much do I love myself? Then I'm going to start listening yeah. to myself. And not those subconscious dialogues that are just forming around, you know, it's, and, and, and that's the thing too. A lot of entrepreneurs come to me for, you know, a sense of advice and all of these different things. And, you know, and they, you know, they seem to be making the sense of, uh, you know, a lot of forms of abundance or a lot of these different things and a lot of that. And it's just that same question. It's like, well, how are you feeling? Yeah. Like, how There's are like you? a lack of fulfillment or a lack of. Yeah, and it's it, like this underlying something's missing. Yeah, and I think we were sharing a bit about it before. It's like the ancestral, like, and and the thing is, when I talk about indigenous wisdom or ancestral wisdom, these are just things that are shared to me. So it's not like it's coming from you know. It's just I'm just the bridge to share what helped me out. You know, it's not I'm like, hey, this is what I've. You know, it's like more like, okay, this really helps me. But it's good to know. That I don't care if it was if it was a hundred years ago. I don't care if it was hundreds or a thousand years ago. Like we all came from that deep connection to the earth. Mm. It was like a there was a deeper purpose for life, and now it's sort of like we're in this like, you know, it's it, what are these thoughts? We're in this like illusion of like just like chasing distraction after distraction after distraction, and then I witness people get up to 40, 50, 60, 70 years of chasing distraction. And then they come and then, you know, some come to the jungle or these different aspects and they have a very humbling experience to say, okay, rather than spending all of those years chasing distraction and then they realize they've been living their life very backwards. I'm sure they have like, you know, beautiful children, beautiful, you know, but they start to realize, okay, the way that I've been facilitating my life. What I've been indoctrinated into is... Completely backwards. And it's made up. And, and it's humbling. Yeah. So you may as well get it as young as you can. Oh, get it now. Like, you know what I mean? Not as young, not as old. Like, just do what you can to like, you know, and that can be confronting. But, uh, I, you know, as many amazing people I've seen, they, they need to make that decision. Yeah. So what, what are some of the, the, the lessons maybe that you learned from the elders that you think is really important for for societies and for humanity to really connect to and to really understand? Mm -hmm. Well, I think... You know, a lot of it, if we're, if we're, I just want to bridge it to that question with the entrepreneurs and such. It's like the way the indigenous ancestors work, they really worked in a way of giving. Where, where a lot of people from society, when they tend to want to give, there's actually a subconscious demeanor of wanting something in return. Like it's not true giving, it's an investment. Like pe people in society, they think they're giving, but normally it's, it's an investment. But the indigenous, they have like... Um, they have these sets of giving. And it's not just giving to people. The thing is, like, even if we see on the news and all of that, it's, like, very always people-related, human-related, and all of these different things. But we're a part of, like, a whole organism. Yeah. Like, nature. We, we, like, if you talk about giving and where we're from, mm -hmm. it's automatically kind of a... And you would never think about it. You would never... You, the only thing you would ever th consider is that giving is between me and you as, as people. It's not, exactly. like, giving to... The planet or giving to exactly giving my energy or yeah and it, and it can come as simple as a thought like gratitude or this mm -hmm. and that's where i really learned from music because the indigenous are just doing ceremonies constantly to give to 
the forest, to give to the corn, to give to the water, to give to the, all of these aspects. And so we've lived like that for yeah. thousands of years. And the, I mean, that's, that's those people living in harmony with the, you know, with the land. Mm-hmm. And the land is giving them like, the food and the water and everything that they need to survive and to thrive and to live beautiful lives yeah and it's kind of it's it what i'm hearing is it's it's like they know they're part of the ecosystem exactly. they're not separate to it exactly yeah there's a complete harmony and they use music and they use their different ceremonies they use their different dances to give back to those mm. forces you know? so it, it almost sounds to me like one of the things that where we're from australia usa western countries especially we're very disconnected from that completely very disconnected yeah so where do you think that that is a major cause of the symptoms that we're seeing in the world where you know we're fighting with each other and political circuses and damaging the environment and Mm -hmm. like how much of that is is caused by that that disconnection from from Mm. nature and is that something that kind of gets talked like in 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 the jungle where you're living with the elders and yeah. learning these things is there talk about the greater humanity and the greater planet and the greater world or is it really just kind of uh talked about within those civilizations no they talk about the whole world yeah they talk about many things it's actually that number one key thing whatever tribe you go to it's humanity has lost their connection with the natural world, mm. natural world of consciousness. Like, you know, they, they live in a way where they can listen to their ancestors. They can listen, they can, they can communicate with the forest. And this isn't hippy dippy. This is like ancient thousands of years unbroken lineage tribes. And they, they talk to the plants. They talk to the animals. They talk to nature. <laughs> There's a... Nature's uh, <laughs> connecting with you right now. <laughs> There's a, there's a communication that happens because they have that connection to the natural world and we all have that opportunity to form that connection. But it comes from a purification. We have to start purifying maybe the emotional traumas, the mental programming that's been indoctrinated into us from this society. But there is something that only nature can heal and you can't shortcut it. You can't. And so the indigenous, you know, there's different indigenous tribes of saying what's happening right now. You know, it's funny because I'm, I'm really just trying to, I'm trying to speak it as fast as I can because like everything would, could take up like half the podcast, you know, mm. half of this show. So it's like, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of them with the Ashaninka, like they say that this alignment that's happening right now hasn't happened for millions of years. So where the sun and the planets are aligned, like literally where like we're experiencing the biggest universal awakening and shift that we've ever experienced. And that's actually getting talked about in the tribes yeah no no they they've man like it's funny because you know the west tries to like build this like savage or primitive or you know they try and build these concepts of like but like when i go out to these tribes they're pretty much the most sophisticated human beings i've ever lived it's like yeah why would you not live in harmony with nature and not be sick and you know and and be in balance, not get angry, not get sad. I'm like, you guys are like the smart ones. Yeah. And then the wisdom that pours through them and the, con- you know, and they're, they're very connected to the universe and the planets and the, you know, just the way astrologically like the planets work, they know what they need to know. And I'm like, well, that looks pretty smart. 
like because i know a lot of people that know a lot of other things but they're dealing with so much shit yeah so it's like you know it's like that because they've cultivated that that sense and that direction and that compass to the natural world and ask themselves you know for me it's like they, they it's, really it's love almost like the they're the ones who hold hold the keys to the filters of what's important yeah and the rest of us we're cha- we're f- trying to figure that out it's like we're chasing more knowledge we're chasing more money we're chasing 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 mm-hmm. and it's like we're so disconnected from what they know completely which is what is important and we're coming to a beautiful opportunity now because you know we you know the west has you know got all this money and all of it you know all the technologies it's like how do we bring that together yeah how do now, like, the people from the West, they heal with the indigenous wisdom? And how do the indigenous, like, are able to, like, bring their wisdom? Yeah, and that's why you know, I, I'm so intrigued to talk to people like you who I've not done what you've, you know, I've been to Peru and I've done, you know, I've done some uh, ceremonies over there and done things like that. But to no degree have I been really connected with tribal people. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm very, very curious because I just know, I feel this this calling like i just i just know i just mm. I, I feel that we need to the way to restore the earth is to bring humanity back to some of that ancient wisdom Completely. it's not necessarily to disconnect ourselves from technology and what we're doing now no. but it's just in the way that we're living and how we're treating ourselves mm. we've got to connect back to that so do you feel like you have a calling like do you have a conversation with yourself like this is my purpose or mm-hmm. are you just going about your business and that's what, your what thing? What is my purpose? Uh, yeah. Bringing what, those worlds together or something. Yeah. 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 Well, that's... Is that a conversation you have with yourself and, and other people? Like you actually feel that's a calling or is is that just coming up through your music and... No, it's 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 a deeper scent of intention. Yeah. Like normally, actually, a lot of the music that I play, like you know, I just have the I used to have these recordings of all these indigenous chants. Like that's pretty much the only music I really listen to. You know, these different chants that I picked up in different. And then when I'm at home, I just like play these different songs in indigenous languages because they got like a different resonance. You know, they use them in ceremonies and this, they're powerful. And they they connect you just for music. And then what I what I inspire to do and what I try to do is I'm like, okay, these songs hold a resonance that they use in their ceremonies to connect to nature. If I can find as much inspiration as I can from that energy of how, like how they use it for like an offering to the ancestors or the natural mm. world or a connection or for a healing, they have a chance to like heal. Like I've seen them heal, heal things, man. Like, you know, like heal things. Like, you yeah. know, like when you start witnessing physically, like what the indigenous ancestors do, you're like, all, so, all of your concepts are like that. But then so, but then I've studied music in university and such like that. So I try and get that energy as so much did you, as I can. Were you trying to deconstruct that like from a musical point of view or are you just embodying, embodying the that energy. and learning that? It's a feeling. Right. It's like it's, there's an energy and a feeling. Like, you know, that, that's what some, some indigenous lineages say. They say like each song is like a... Some indigenous songs are calling on certain ancestral forces. Yeah. And you can feel it. It's yeah. a feeling, right? So and and I've, I've felt that, like I'm probably not to the degree that, that you do. I don't, certainly don't have the understanding. But when I'm in the presence of your music mm-hmm. or sitting in front of a shaman and getting chanted at for two hours, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man, like there's, there's some deep things happening. Mm-hmm. Right? There's some really deep things happening. Yeah. And 
we've had a discussion before about frequencies. Like, t- touch on this because I think it's a very interesting conversation. Because what you you know you're sharing your story before about uh, you know the record the record in you know the the industries using certain frequencies and algorithms to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And on the same token, on the other side of the flip side of that, it's like the right frequencies can heal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So why is this not like more known? Why are people not, why is this not a conversation? Why is this like hidden wisdom? <laughs> like yeah. it seems to me that this is, this is what we should be talking about. Com- this is completely. the kind of music we should be playing. So is this kind of thing suppressed or? Well, it's, for one, suppressed, and for two, we're just too distracted. Mm. Like, if we really wanted to know that information, then people wouldn't be listening to music that's objectifying the feminine, that's, you know, inducing violence. That's, you know, it's like, there's all of this murky, like, uh, yeah, that, like, unless you just, like, let that go, then, like... So what know, are the like, actual frequencies of, you know, are there frequencies that you can tune into and play with? And if there's something that people want to explore and learn for themselves mm-hmm. you know like what's what, what could they be learning like we, you were telling me about 432 hertz and 440 hertz and i've read about 110 hertz you know the, the ancients who used to meditate in caves with 110 hertz and all that so yeah. like i mean are there frequencies that people could be learning about which could actually help them in their yeah. life well there's yeah there's there's definitely a lot of information on the internet about that you know, 432 hertz and the mixes with the geometries and the mathematics of the universe and, you know, and how that got changed to 440 in like some way with, you know, I I can't be too specific about that because, you know, I just, I've I've studied it and I've felt it and then I've felt it like that. But there are, um, there are, you know, it's, it's like funny because I, I said before, when we have conversations, there's so many things that I can talk about. And yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, like, where's that line between? Because, like, the, you know, as soon as you ask me a question, yeah. there's many stories of what I could bring up. Yeah, and just so people know, just so, like, whilst we're on this, it's like, um, well, the reason you're sharing that is because you want to honor and keep sacred, you know, to to the people that you've 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 learned, learned from. Exactly. And I actually think that that's important because the, the way for us to retain that wisdom and carry it through future generations is it it has to be held sacred right? it has to be held protected and sacred and there's a lot of people and that's why sometimes when people visit indigenous tribes sometimes you just they're silent for days and days and you're just sitting around a fire with them and they're just observing you like are you ready because they want to keep that sacred too because a lot of people like they get that information they start sharing it like that or they start like showing it off or you know it's like so for me, because, you know, I have a lot of respect for these elders and what they've shared with me and it's helped me. Yeah, and, and what's really beautiful about that is it doesn't need to become your identity, you know, like especially in Bali, there's a lot of spiritual people, right? And it's yeah, like yeah. unless they, if they didn't have that badge that they're wearing of I'm spiritual and I'm a yoga teacher this and I teach this and it's like, well, actually you're kind of disconnected from what you're preaching with real spirituality because if you were connected to that you wouldn't need to go letting everybody know this is who you are right? yeah yeah I, I you know <laughs> it's it's always funny like having to like juggle those two worlds you know like yeah. with the event and the you know the cameras because you got to still you know? sell yourself and you still got to you know promote yourself no, no, and... it's just funny because in my mindset i'm just like 
I just don't, there's a part of me that just doesn't care. Yeah. And then I like, I like going to this like formative experience as Ryan, as this, as a musician to like, um, share that love as much as I can share that love for the forest. You know, that's why mm. I just say like, I'm just a man. Like people try and put so many, like, you know, they're trying to, you're this, you're my, this, you're this, you know, like if I, I actually say to them, if I want to be known as anything, because that's too much, like it's too much of a box for me to live up to. People just and also subconscious. Like I like to say I'm a poet. Yeah. Like how much, like what's a poet? It's just like, you know, it's like a whatever comes out whatever whatever i am in the moment is whatever i am exactly like people have the you know people trying you're my teacher you're my but it's like don't we don't have to put people in boxes yeah we're just trying to help each other out and i think this is actually a good little entrepreneurial lesson because i think we get so caught up in needing to identify ourselves as i'm this i'm that and you know articulating exactly who i am so that the market understands who i am yeah but i think those that we resonate with the most it doesn't come from how they brand themselves or what they have in their tagline it's like it's from their message it's from the way that it's from the way that they share i guess like my elders would say man like the thing is yo some elders are hardcore you know so it's like there's, there's no running away like you know it doesn't care about what you know i've, I've watched many different successful people go to the jungle and you know and the forest is very healing like that, you know. But even beyond all of that, like, you know, with a lot of compassion, you know, the elders would say, go to the forest, build a fire, and like even fast from water for a few days. And then, then ask yourself who you are. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like just, yeah. like, just do that. Like, you should be able to do that. And then ask yourself if you're like, if, if something just emotionally triggered them, ask yourself why. Because we should have that connection with nature. And the only way that's going to do it is that. And yeah. it deepens that sense. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's, I'm not saying it's wrong to have these taglines and I'm a this and I'm a that, but just be embodied. Yeah. And the thing about, and the thing about nature is it's, it's always in flow. It's mm -hmm. always in flow. And then we, when we try to box ourselves in or we try to like say, this is who I am or this is my brand. Well, by virtue of doing that, mm -hmm. we are, removing ourselves from flow because it's like no i'm i'm going to be stuck in this now mm -hmm. and then you don't have that fluidity you don't have that ability to connect with what moves through you in any given moment right exactly exactly so yeah yeah and this is uh this is what i say about purpose you know like because we're so sold on this idea these days uh in the entrepreneur world that you know live your purpose and monetize your passion and all this kind of stuff and you know, the thing that I'm saying to people is purpose is fleeting, like it's changing in, in every moment. So when you're constantly trying to figure out your purpose, like have you noticed everybody's still chasing their purpose? Mm -hmm. like you're trying to chase it all the time because it's changing all the time. Mm -hmm. right? When you can drop that and the way I like to embody that is to bring purpose to what I'm doing in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like what am I choosing to do today? What's the highest value that I can bring to the world today? And mm -hmm. I'm going to bring purpose to that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring my best self. I'm going to... Uh, allow whatever needs to flow through me bring purpose to that thing mm -hmm. well i think it's like it comes to the sense of like you know there is nothing wrong it's so beautiful making money like there's nothing wrong with that but i really want people to be honest with themselves of like why why are you going to create a seven eight figure business why mm. are you going to create this like what's then really be truthful about that don't like try and even like 
have an ego about it where it's like, well, I'm going to give 10% to the people to protect Yemen. Like, that's cool and all. But if you really like deepen yourself onto that why, I think that's where the change lies. Yeah, and this is why I love talking to people like you because you're so connected to what's really important. Mm. It's like, it's almost like you're an extreme opposite to people like me. Like my background is just having hustled and worked my fucking ass off for mm-hmm. so many years and being disconnected from purpose and thought thinking I'm on purpose. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people like you because you're so connected to that. And it's just kind of, it's just a reminder to people. It's like, oh, that shit over there is not that important, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Where White Wolf, where does that come from? Um it's always, you know, it's always those stories where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Did I, that I was, come? I was, I was I was given a name. Yeah. I was given an indigenous name which meant wolf. Yeah. From an indigenous out on North America. Um and then I used to always have white wolves coming into my dreams yeah. and into like a different ceremonial context. I just like just use it as white wolf is just like the energy of yeah you know it's like that it's like okay if i'm gonna go into this world as a musician i gotta like create something that can express my being as much as i can you know mm. so, okay white wolf's good you know connected to nature the wolf is um you know people have a lot of depictions of what the wolf's energy you know the energies of animals when they come into our lives whether it's a frog or an ant they always have a message for us you know yeah. that's that's how nature communicate nature nature is actually always communicating to us we're just we're just so full of our own shit that we can't listen to it. Exactly, that's what like, I'm saying before. Always, there's always messages. There's always. It, it messages. doesn't matter if you're walking through the street or something. Like, yeah. And then, like, once people like switches this switch to just like listen and just like observe nature, even if it's a grasshopper mm. or a bird or this, nature is like saying, "Hey, yeah. like, there's no separation. Like, we're together." Like, yeah. so how how do how can how can people tune into that? How can people connect with that? Because I, mean, I, I, I mean, I've had enough experiences in my life to know what you're saying is important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is very important, and I actually think it's more of the basis of my success now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels to me like the more I have the ability to tune into that, the more I have the ability to be in flow and make things move around me instead of me being the one to just move all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's it's kind of like. It's 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 very bizarre because it's like the the less I try, the more I can succeed, right? Exactly. Well, you know, I stated it before. Like, I, I can tell you the easy thing and it'll be like, oh, just observe and go have a walk in the park and barefoot, whatever, you know. But really, if you just sit in nature by yourself yeah, with no distractions, no phones, with a fire and maybe drinking water. You know, I, I suggest drinking water, but, you know, I like to go in there and not, you know, just be like fully like, because the only way that you're going to like, like the universe is always communicating to us, but we need to open ourselves to truly listen. You know, it's like, but the only way to do that is to be confronted with all of the shit, all of the things that we think of who we are. I'm Ryan. I'm this. I do this. I want this. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. All these like subconscious dialogues, like how are we supposed to listen to nature when this is like doing when this is doing that and um yeah they they've they've got they've got these like all these different teachings about this frequency that's in our mind this frequency that's in our mind that's just going da 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 da. and sometimes if you really listen deep you're like where did that come from 
like I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like you know, when you, when you go to like sleep at night and you like listen to the things and maybe if you go a couple of hours without using your phone and if you can just like sit still and you know I work with a lot of people that you know feel anxiety or feel this or feel that and it's just this accumulation of this uh, this energy and this frequency and you know and all of these subconscious dialogues and a lot of people like you know a lot of them are like I'm working this and then there's a lot of things that it's like where did that even come from? Well, this this thing that we're like the overarching theme we're talking about here is being connected to source, being connected to nature. And that is who we are as, as humans, right? That's, exactly. it's, it's part of, it's, it's part of us, but we're reaching for Instagram for that connection, exactly. which moves us further away from that. So what I'd like to do is kind of give people some context because so many people wake up in the morning. First thing they do is check their phones. They're doing it just before they go to bed. Yeah. Me, I don't, I put my phone down an hour before I go to bed and usually in the morning it's about, it used to be an hour and these days it's pretty close to two hours and I'm not touching my phone, right? And I feel like that's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. But still that's probably nowhere near some of the practices that y- you do, right? So to give people some kind of context to the, the depths that you go to, like what, what are some of the practices that, that you do, whatever you want to share mm-hmm. in terms of, disconnecting yourself so that you can channel back in tune back into what's important well i mean i say it again you know i go to the forest for some days and i just don't drink water yeah i don't eat food and i just sit there i don't even have a fire how many days five days yeah five days four nights yeah because i mean that sounds so extreme to it sounds extreme but the thing is like these are the contexts that you come up with in your mind you know like the thoughts of like i need food i need water like I want to be the pilot here. Like, what is that? Like, do I really need food? Do well, I really need water? Like, is, is this That's been taught to us by our parents. Well, like, that, that's exactly it. But if, like, I'm living with the forests and all I'm surrounded by is life force and you're in there and nature starts to... You, you start to purify those things of, like, I need food, I need that. And, like, the, the way, like, different ancestral teachings are, it's like, as soon as that comes up, it's your choice. Like... Are you going to like step up and meet the universe halfway or are you going to keep being a victim? Oh yeah, I want, oh, I'm getting tired. It's like, no, sit up. I'm actually good. Presence, start communicating to nature. I start to like think about the good things for my family and for humanity. Start putting my energy in that way to come to a giving mind, not a victim mentality. I need this. I want water. I want like... When are you ever going to stop wanting something so you can start thinking about what can I give? And like true giving, not just like, oh, I need to give. So here you go. It's like, no, no, no. Okay. I want to challenge myself. I need that. Okay. Like, I don't need any of that. I don't need it. I just pull myself back, like humble myself. I don't need that. But a lot of people, like I want to start supporting that connection and connecting to my birth and connecting to humanity. How can I give in that way through my presence, my prayers, my energy, and my loving thoughts like that? Mm. And it, it kind of, and this has been a it's a challenge for a, a lot of people, and because I know my experience is I feel called sometimes to to do that to just connect with nature and not eat food for however many days. And you know sometimes that's a health thing for for fasting, and other times it feels more like you know. For, for uh, for for other uh, for any other reason, but I think 
like for myself, it's been sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult for me. I have the thought I really should do that. Like I feel called to do that, but then what comes up in my mind is, no, I've got this thing on Saturday. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And there's a level of, I guess, backing yourself, courage, trust, yeah. trusting in everything's going to be okay to listen to that message and go, no, I'm just going to go spend three days in nature. I'm just going to go, I'm going to take the day off and I'm just going to do nothing but go walking in the forest. Yeah. And every, all that stuff doesn't matter. Like it's going to sort itself out. Everything, all of that is going to be fine. Yeah. And whilst yours might seem an extreme version of that, I think it's really important for people to have that ability to, to trust in that process, to, to listen to that and go, no, let me just go out in, in nature for today and be on my own. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, like just one day, two days, but at the same time, like you, you can do it, you know, like it's the right form of discipline. You know, we've been like, as soon as we hear discipline, sometimes we get this weird thing of school, of the schooling and education system. It feels like, like a chore or something. A, yeah, it feels like a chore, but it's actually like, no, I should be able to, like, I want to better myself. I want to start developing my spirit. That's what they say in the jungle. Like, all of humanity needs to develop their spirit right now. Yeah, and that comes through, dis- the, 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 through discipline. Exactly. Through yeah. that discipline, you know, they talk about um, they talk about many things. They talk about the alignment within, you know, the universe and the planets and the sun and how we're going into the biggest alignment that we've ever seen as a human race or as a universe. And that humanity more than ever right now needs to develop their spirit. Mm. their their consciousness you know so it's like and there's no escaping from it like i'm sorry but like if you're distracted you're distracted like it's gonna come up so i may as well like you know this honor it honor it like that i i would i would suggest like finding that connection to nature is is, is now you know honestly Mm. because it's gonna have to happen and you know they, they they talked about like you know they prophesied that there would be many deaths and many this but because of the imbalance of humanity because of their, their imbalance. But if we have an opportunity to balance ourselves, you know, there's some prophecies where, you know, they don't say very positive things if a humanity doesn't awaken. But I like to lean more to the more positive. You know, I, I have a lot of belief system in humanity, but we do need to wake up and we need to take responsibility of that. We need to take like a, that sovereign decision to truly work on ourselves and develop ourselves because we've just been like, we get babied by the school system, we get babied by the political system, and then we always want someone else to do it. But it's only going to take like, it's only up to you to start working on yourself Mm. so that we can work together as a collaboration, as a community, as a collective to truly, you know, raise the collective consciousness. And I don't say that in any hippie, I'm saying that like, okay, instead of raising the collective, how about we say like to balance? I like to use balance because everyone, you know, like it's just many terminologies that are used by different sort of spirituality principles. I like to say like the elders always talk about balancing. You know, like mm. there's a lot of talk in like these different spiritual fashions that it's like, ah, going high, going high. Where a lot of the indigenous elders are like, just balance yourself. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're like, we go days without, no, no. We go days without sleep. We don't get angry. We don't get sad. And, it, and they even say, if you get angry, sad, frustrated, you're sick. They say that. Like, we don't get angry or sad. Like, they're literally just walking around. We go day, and I watch them days without sleep, and they're working all the time. I'm sorry, but you're sick. And so that's why I go in there to humble myself yeah. for the little emotions that I feel to, like, work on myself. We're always constantly working. I'm not in a thousands of years old indigenous tribes, and we all got to work on ourselves. 
But I think it's coming to that point because we've been so normalized. Like fear is something that's indoctrinated. Like fear is not normal to the human psyche and it's one of the deadliest diseases there are on yeah. this planet. And there are different indigenous tribes that if an indigenous child feels fear, they leave them on the side of the jungle. They're like, don't come back into this until you cleanse that. Because they see it as like an energetic disease. It's yeah. contagious, the fear. And it's not normal to us. And we get taught as soon as we come out into this Western society now, fear, 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 this, that, this, religion, the movies, the fear, 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 fear. Because if you're in a fear set mindset, then how are you ever meant to think for yourself? You can't. Yeah. It's such a low, un, un, you know, such a, you know. It's, it's complete loss of personal power. It's completely. Yeah. And so that's where I'm coming to that initial question where it's like, how much do I love myself? Because even if I'm feeling fear or these different things, if I love myself, I'm going to like work through that. Mm. When I say like love myself, I mean how much like discipline and willpower do I have to work through the things that I need to work through to purify and illuminate. Yeah. And if I'm kind of reading between the like hearing between the lines, I guess, and we're saying love yourself, you know, people kind of think, Okay, well, how do I do that? What what is that? Mm-hmm. And then people start to look for methodologies, or they start looking for for different teachings, or and it gets very complicated. People look, you know, in, and they it's go to thing, yeah. different, you know, <laughs> le- learning so many different things. And at the end of the day, it's like it gets so overcomplicated, and it, yeah. and all it really can be is connecting back to what's important and connecting. Back to nature. I mean, mm. just go for a freaking walk barefoot for a day and then tell me you don't feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you've done, you've worked with, uh, you've lived with, worked with, visited different tribes and different areas of the world. I'm curious to understand, like, are, are there very similar messages and very similar teachings that are congruent across those different tribes and different places? Well, yeah. Definitely the one about the connection to the natural world, and then um, and then there, there, there's this there's this one primary teaching. I've been like really subconsciously thinking. I'm like, my oh, that is, can I speak about that? You know, because <laughs> like it's a bit of like a egg cracker, you know. Yeah. But, but it's like that, you know. There's some things that I share. Like I'm just a student of these cultures, you know. I don't. And I'm so grateful that um you know, my elders and different teachers shared what they did to help my life, you know. They talk about these two frequencies of the universe. Not two frequencies of the universe, these two frequencies that we're living as humanities. I don't want to talk about like music frequencies, I want to talk about frequencies as state of beings, like a a consciousness, a state of consciousness, you know. Like English... English is like such, like our languages, like there's many different indigenous cultures where they didn't even have a word for evil until the colonizers came in. They didn't have a word for bad. They were living in harmony. Mm. Like they were just like, that was their state of mind, their consciousness. Like you can even hear like within the English, like there's so many negative contexts and all of these different aspects. So I'm going to go back to these frequencies now because this is actually, this is, if humanity gets this, it's going to open up a lot. And so there's these frequencies, they call the 1260 and the 1320, right? So right now, a lot of society are living in this 1260 mentality. 
I'm really like, Shut up. you know, like, yeah, good, let's, yeah. it's all good, yeah. And then <clears throat> there's this frequency of the 1320, and it's also like, um, so the calendars of the Toltec, Mayan, Mexica, you know, they work with these 1320 energies because they say it takes 26 days for the sun to fully rotate within the equator. So every 13 days you see the new face of the sun. So that's where 13 comes from. And then the poles of the sun takes 20 days for it to rotate, right? To go around. So that's 1320. That's where the 1320 comes from. And then there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. With major joints. And then with our fingers and toes, 5, 10, 15, 20. Mm. And so the elders are trying to say that we are the sun. We are embodiments of that consciousness. We are connected to the sun, which is that. We're a manifestation of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, like in in a way, you know. And then, you know, the grandmothers used to work on 13 moons and then they made it 12 months and then 60 minutes. And they made time into this linear thing when the, when the you know, the indigenous people believe that time like breathes like that, you know. And the calendar systems works very different. And then look what they did to the number 13 in society. Like, mm. you know, you even go, I, I always watch out for it, you know. I, I go into different airplanes even elevators, you know, and yeah. you see go from 12th floor to 14th floor. It's like a little weird, you know. Yeah. And then what they do to the number 13, and then what they say, because, you know, I don't want to say, oh, there's forces that are trying to, but, you know, many indigenous people say there are entities and forces that have been trying to enslave humanity for thousands of years, so I'm just going to run it off that. You can believe in whatever conspiracy theory or whatever, this or that, or I don't care. But this is what the indigenous elders say for many years. And then they say that, the 1260, it means like the head cut off. So it's like a headless chicken walking around. Mm. So it's this frequency state of being. They've literally created a complex of time of this 1260 frequency. Like mindlessness. Yeah, mindlessness. And then these dialogues go, I need to do it. I need to do this. I want to do this. I want this Instagram. You know. And they say the 1320 frequency, it works deeply with Vanietica. Now, Dantian, which is like the umbilical cord to the universe. This is what they say, like, um, it's our ancestor's brain. So rather than being like, da, 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 and a lot of people aren't even like really in their body, the 1320 frequency is about bringing from there, and they have many different practices, but it, it's a lot of work. And to bring that frequency into the 1320 state of being, which is that you're inhaling and you're connected with all of nature and all of life. But it can only happen when this is like cleaned. When that 1260 frequency is just cleaned off. And we're just born into the 1260. But the way the ancestral forces lived, they lived in this 1320 frequency, which was connection to all of life, connection to the universe. And these ancient, like, you know, we're, I'm sorry about, you know, we're living in, we're, we're a little... You know, we've been a little silly. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, there's so many advanced well, ancient civilizations. You study Mexico, Egypt, like... Yeah, and like, I mean, perfect example is... And I, I, it's just kind of mind-boggling to me that... Okay, well, in in a year, a lap around the sun, this one cycle around the sun, there's 13 moon cycles. Yeah. Right? But then somehow we turned it into 12 months. Yeah, and if you look at the history of where the Gregorian calendar comes from, that came in in the 1500s. And if you really look at the history of that, that came in to control humanity. They wanted to take the number 13 out of it. Completely. It's very fascinating when you look at this. And the reason I'm raising that because I don't want to 
you know, we can go deep into conspiracy theories. But we just take it for granted. We're born into this system where there's 12 months in a year and there's 31 days in this month and we just, we never think about it. We just take it for granted. Like it's not even a conversation. It's like, it's January, it's like this, it's, we don't even think about it. But if you really look at what nature is saying, it's a very different thing. And the reason I'm raising it is because if people can have that awareness of what you're indoctrinated into or your experience of what is being fed to you or what is being taught to you is actually very different to what nature might be saying. And to have that awareness for yourself, to start asking different questions and why is that like that? Well, how about this? Why am I taking this pill when I could just be consuming this plant? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a real, um, that's where people get their power from, where people get their their self-power. And that's where that conversation of self-love, I think, really chimes in, is by having that awareness of the the dimensions that they're living in and having that real understanding to ask questions, ask different questions. And that's where I think self-power comes from. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they say the number 13 represents is the energy of the sun and it also represents like sovereignty and balance. So it's like, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and just not think anything for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, just sit there, just be in nature, you know, and just take... Like, let's be the pilot. Let's like start because mm. then, then we can start making decisions that really will bring a lot of change. Yeah. So for people that are listening, I mean, what is you know besides going out in the you know uh, into the forest for three days? What are some small things that people can do <laughs> on a daily basis to keep themselves connected and and you know connect themselves? Because what I think is. I think people often need a gateway. Like they need a door open. They need some kind of experience. Like for me, it's like I went and dropped myself in the jungle and I had this amazing experience with a shaman. It's like that's that's opened up all sorts of doors and different ways of thinking and so many different avenues in my life. And now I have a completely different way of being and a different way of living and how I experience the world. But for a lot of people, like, I mean, Spending three days in the forest or dropping yourself into the, the jungles in Peru is, you know, it's it's a that's a big thing to do. So, yeah. what what can people do on a daily basis? Small things to connect themselves to that source, to nature, to to yeah. help them with that gateway to what's important. Well, there's definitely spend as much time in nature as possible. But I think as you know, humanity comes from society, and movies are always like wanting that big fantasy of awakening in some form or yeah. some way, but if we talk in the sense of humility of like more of the indigenous cultures of how they walk, they, you know, they say, let every footstep be a prayer. Like walk every footstep, like, you know, all spiritual Mm. cultures, like, you know, the monks and, you know, like just walk every footstep very consciously. It's it's exactly like that. Like are the things that I'm consuming right now, is it good for me? Like really do your research. Prepare, prepare this food with love. Have this conversation with actual presence and listening. Exactly. All of these different dynamics. It's, it's the little things like, you know, I know a lot like, you know, humanity's all built now of wanting to find shortcuts. There are definitely like ways that are faster or ways that are more beneficial, you know, right? Like, you know, people think and they're like, I'm going to go spend four years up in a mountain and meditate, you know, but it's about 
doing your homework in every moment, like really just like mm. working on yourself in every moment in the sense of just observing the mind, observing your consciousness. If you're listening to that music that's about violence and about objectifying the feminine, why are you doing that? Like question yourself. Start questioning these mm. things. How about you just change the music you listen to? If you're watching a TV show that is indoctrinating fear into you, why are you doing that? Or have the like awareness that. that maybe that is subconsciously like question what you're watching. Is this is this uh, is this supporting me? Is this nurturing me? Exactly. Yeah. And 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 also like it, it's yeah it's like all of those different things from visual and how we're being fed like through us you know our hearing and our taste and how much is the food being manipulated? Can I eat you know get as healthy as I can? Like these are basic things that like everyone's sharing as much as they can you know do your homework in every moment. But I like to sort of position myself where I like to meditate and just really observe, okay, like humanity is thousands and thousands of years old, right? Like to be honest, of what we know. And, you know, then when you go to indigenous cultures, they got thousands and thousands more years, you know, and they start telling stories and sharing different insights. And then when did the TV come? Not that long ago. That, that's what I'm saying. Like we are stuck in like, this little bubble of time. Yeah. And then like, you know, we keep getting distracted by now. Okay, now this is the fashion. And, now this, and we're just on this little roller. Oh, now this is a new iPhone, which is cool. That's all going to go. But our experience of life is that reality of this bubble of time. <laughs> exactly. But, but if you just like, I don't want to even say meditate. You know, sometimes people have this strong thing about meditation. But let's just say observation. If you can't observe, then that's a little weird. You know, we need to start observing. But if we just like pull ourselves out of this time frame right now of the reality of the technology that we're using, there's nothing wrong with technology in the way that we can use it. But I'm just saying like, I like to pull myself out and say, okay, we're from like cultures and lineages of thousands and thousands of years old. And like, I start to look at the temples in Mexico and the way they use that and like, you know, the different systems within that. You have looked very different, of course. But I like to just study that of like, Okay, maybe the way that we're living as a humanity right now is we 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 have so much to us. Mm. And like I ask like I ask myself, like it's time to like start really deepening our sense and our, our connection to our intuition. Because honestly, like our, we are connected to our ancestors. We are. Sometimes we got a lot of karma to like clear up and there's, you know, and that's why we go to the forest and these different things or meditate or do these different, but those ancestors from, I'll just be honest, I'm not being hippie or this, but those ancestors from thousands of years ago, they can communicate to us when we start like deepening our sense to our intuition. And from doing that homework every day of just like healing the mind, cleansing the mind from the little like desi the desire to pick up your phone. And if, if you were just like, you know, if you're being a little bitch to your phone, then it's like, mm. stop being a little bitch. Like, you, don't you, know, have, like, you don't have to, you know, if you start, but if you start saying, actually, no, and you start making decisions rather than the decisions making you, just doing a little homework every moment and then start coming to that form and that consciousness of just that neutrality where you can just like sit and feel contentment. You know, I, I think a lot of people are always, always um, chasing happiness. Mm. But they have happiness as a sense of excitement. It's like something that they have to find or pursue or yeah, well, rather than just feeling it. Yeah, feeling it. And I'm also like, you know, it's like a lot of people, they see happiness as this like excitement and this like big jolt of energy. 
But just be content. Mm. Be chill. Be neutral. Just tranquilo. Yeah. You know, just like just be content. <laughs> like just be neutral. Yeah. Don't react. And it's through that sense of like, if some someone says something, or you know, like you didn't get as much likes on this, and you were sharing, like, it's just like just don't react. Don't react. Like just put yourself back. Just don't react. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any more. Don't react. And then when that neutrality starts to form, that's when the subtle voices of our ancestors can start communicating. Maybe it's through feelings. Maybe it's through thoughts. If you actually start connecting to your dreams, maybe they're trying to connect to you in your dreams. But just observe that this reality with these TVs and all of that, like this isn't that long ago. It's not, it's not like we've been living this hundreds of years. We're just in a little bubble right now that like humanity is really like a little stuck. Not stuck. And there's a bit of stagnancy. Yeah. But if you just observe, actually... How did my ancestors live a thousand years ago? Maybe there'd be a, like a lot more open-mindedness to maybe there's something. And why am I taking why am I taking my Facebook post so seriously? Exactly. Yeah. It's like you go outside and you like just stare at the stars and then like understand the vastness and be in awe of and have that humility that you're talking about. When you can connect to that, you start questioning. You know, like. Why do I take all this shit so seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's it's really uh, valuable for, for I really I really feel like where hum, entrepreneurs have a big job to do, I think, yeah. in terms of helping solve the world's problems, right? Because it's like, it's going to take something, like we've got enough resources, we've got enough food, we've got enough technology to make everything work in a way that is harmonious with the planet. I believe that. But it's going to take entrepreneurship with connectedness to make that happen, right? Yeah. And I think it's just so important for, for entrepreneurs to connect whatever, whatever their version is of what we're talking about. Yeah. Even if it's on a, on, on a small level, on a small scale. Because there seems to be this massive separation between, you know, spirituality or, you know, we're talking about uh, being connected with the tribes in the jungles and it's like, well, that's all well and good, but how do we bring that, those lessons and that importance to the technology and how do we bring that to the distribution of wealth and how do we bring that to bringing food to, to people who need it, yeah. right? So... It's, I feel like it's really important. And this is why, you know, the message that you bring through your music or through your spoken words and through your poetry yeah. is, uh, is really, really important. It's really mm. very, very important, you know, to bring those lessons from, um, you know, from, from the elders, that ancient wisdom yeah. to the future. I feel like humanity is at this tipping point, yeah, you know. Completely. And... Um, we've got to move in another direction. Like we're at this tipping point where we have to move in the other direction. And, you know, we can feel it. We can feel this. there's a shift happening. There's something going on. But we've got to be part of that. Yeah. We've got to be proactive in that. Completely. And we think, I think a lot, a lot of the time, we think our job is to try to save the world. And then that is a very overwhelming thing to do. Yeah. And the way I like to think about it is it's not my job to change the world. It's my job to create a ripple. And the way I can create ripples is by me being connected to myself and other people and what's around yeah. me. Enough people do that. 
create enough ripples and then that's how you change the world right yes, yes. yeah and so i just want to acknowledge you because it's uh uh it's 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 beautiful but also, I'd love to connect people to your music. So, where are you? You're on yeah, Spotify, Spotify, or how can people SoundCloud, find you? Yeah. Instagram, White Wolf. Yeah. I'll make sure people get the links in the show notes mm-hmm. and everywhere, and I'll make sure we show the Instagram handles and all of that. And I really encourage people to connect with this guy and connect him to his music, and maybe go out in the forest for <laughs> for a day and just sit there and listen to your music because there's something you know there's something really healing about. Yeah that uh, this voice that you have it's really really beautiful um so one last question you know what if you had the ability to connect a message to all of humanity just one message you know what would that message be oh wow that's uh, yeah like you know, I'm trying to, it's not oddly profound in a way, but it's necessary because I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of messages to share. I'm sure you asked that question. It's just pretty much what I observe is before you speak, listen. Pretty much. Mm. Before you speak, like, just stop the small talk. Stop the, like, before you speak, just just find presence and listen. You know. Mm. And I think you know what I'm what I'm hearing is that's through that humility. That's a, that's a practice of humility, right? Yeah. And then that that is what connects you to the to the heart, yeah. which will have you communicate what's important mm-hmm. and have you tune into nature and your environment and yeah. what's important. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful, man. That's really amazing. Thank you so much for, oh, for coming on. So um, much, have to uh, get you back on here sometime again in the future, and I'll definitely be coming to whatever your future gigs are here in Bali. Yeah. Make sure you check this guy out. He's definitely worth listening to the music and tuning in. So thank you, brother. Oh, thank you, bro. Yes. Cool, man. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. See you next time. By the way, head over to www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. If you are in business and you feel called to scale your business in such a way that it not only becomes an organization that runs without you, but it becomes an asset that grows without you, then go to the website now. Get access to this free diagnostic tool. Takes about 30 minutes. If you do this, you will understand why and how entrepreneurs like Richard Branson have so many companies and he spends his day kite surfing and playing tennis. That's www.entrepreneurharmonics.com. All one word. I'll see you there.